Okay, before we get to Aloy Jimenez, thoughts on the White Sox offseason thus far? Um, Todd Father, they have actually been very active. They've changed up their roster quite a bit. It's just not necessarily a talent boost, as, as mm-hmm. we've joked. AJ, what team do the White Sox resemble the most right now? <laughs> mm. Eric Kratz's favorite team, the Royals. <laughs> the Kansas City <laughs> Royals. I will give them credit because we've talked about this. You, you can't – is this fair? You can't criticize a team for trying to make a culture and a character change and then also say, well, you're not bringing in enough talent. Because, I mean, sure, it'd be great to have every player in the freaking clubhouse be – you know, an elite ball player and an elite human. But can you yeah. speak to the fact that there's some people you play with where you're like, that dude's amazing. But if we have 25 of him, everyone would just be slugging each other in the face all day. <laughs> I, I guess it's uh, first off, that's AJ's second favorite team. We got to make sure we say that. The Royals? No, the White Sox before we bring up the White Sox anymore. Who's the who's his first? The Cubs. Oh, the Cubbies. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I've always been confused as a Cubs fan. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, I mean, listen, I love what the Royals have been doing, man. They they came out and they slugged in the beginning, and there we talked about it. We talked about Lugo, the signings that they that they made, and it's not gonna blow you, not gonna blow you away, but it's at the same time they're doing stuff, and it's not just one guy; it's four or five different guys. They're going to come in that are proven that could come in and do damage. And I'm I'm happy for those guys, man. I'm happy for the Royals. The White Sox, I mean, they're doing what they said pretty much. They're trying to do something different. So. Yeah, they are definitely doing doing something different. There's turnover. So one guy that's still there, though, thankfully, and joining us right now is Eloy Jimenez back on FT Live. Eloy, how you doing, man? Happy offseason. How's it been going for you? Uh-oh. We got we got a little guns out. Did you just get a workout in? I'm looking for those, <laughs> those sleeves. AJ, you see those sleeves? Where are they? What do you got today? Give us the play-by-play of what you'll do for the rest of the day. Well, uh, warm up, gym, uh, take some fly balls, hit, uh, and run. That's it. Hey, so like, be specific now. You're in the gym. What kind of? What are we working? We're working on legs, arms. Core, what do we got? Trainer on your own. Well, today uh, I got legs and core, so. Oof. All right, all right. What are we? What are we eating in between? What are we eating in between now? What are we eating before and after? Are we going hard? Are we going a little protein shake? Uh, just protein shake before and then uh, two bananas after. Uh, so we're not going. We're not going pollo guisado after. Uh, maybe, maybe. Okay. <laughs> That's great. That's you clearly great. aren't in Chicago if you're wearing that outfit. you got to be in Florida somewhere because Chicago, it's way too cold for you to be going sleeveless. Uh, well, I'm in Dominican right now, so it's really hot here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no way you're walking around Chicago with that cutoff shirt right now because, man, you'd be getting some frostbite on those guns. <laughs> It's, it's minus what? Minus 50? It's close enough. I don't know what it is, but it's cold there. <laughs> hey, I want to ask you about Martin Maldonado a little bit. I played against him. I know uh, how big of a guy he is. I know how good of a catcher he is. Talk about pretty much how he's going to help this squad and solidify your pitching staff here a little bit during the season. 
Well, you guys know him. He know how to catch. He know how to call the games. Uh, that's that was good uh, that we got him. Um, I hope uh, he come with us and help us. Um, and you know, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Eloy, as a White Sox yeah. fan, obviously you know I'm a White Sox fan. I come in there and see you guys and root for your guys every time. Give me some hope this year. Give me some hope to why you guys can compete with in the AL Central and hopefully get back to the postseason. We're gonna be. We're gonna be. Last year it was a terrible season, uh, but we're gonna come at it. Uh, you know, uh, we asked some couple guys, and um, this group is good. We just uh, had to figure out what's going on, and then we're going to move forward. You're going to hit 40 for me this year? If I'm healthy, more than that. More than that. Hell yeah. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Give me a number. Eloy, who was the last guy to hit 40 home runs for the White Sox? You. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Yeah, there you go. Hey, I know. Hey, listen, that's a goal right there. What number? 40 on the dot. 40 on the dot. Okay. What do you got? Eloy, if you're healthy for a full season, what do you got for us? You know, uh, I don't want to say it. I just want to do it, you know. Uh, okay. wanna, don't talk. Don't course. talk about it. Be yeah. about it. Uh, I know. I know. I don't really like talk guy. I just like to do it. Uh, you know what? I think you're going to get 39 and a half. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Just short of that top father. Hey. <laughs> What do you think of the moves that have been made so far? I know, you know, AJ started to talk to you about it this offseason by the White Sox. There's been a lot of players coming in, going out, and it's technically now a new front office, right? Chris Getz is the general manager there. Ken Williams was there forever. So was Rick Hahn. They are gone. Those are guys that you knew pretty well, right? They, they signed you. You were only really under their watch for a long time. So what do you think of the change that's going on? And have you gotten any word about how things could be differently for the White Sox, how things could roll differently for them this coming season? You know, uh, this is a business. Uh, guys, I see guys come and go, uh, come and stay. Uh, uh, you know, these uh, new stuff is, uh, is coming with, something new like they say um and i i've been like it you know uh, it's been good uh i hope we sign a couple more guys to add to the lineup but if they're not we're gonna battle with what we have in your mind what do you think needs to change this coming season from a team perspective what what, what do you think has to happen that didn't happen last year. And that can go across the board. That can be something from, you know, pitching defense, offense, leadership, communication, et cetera. What are, what are parts from your reflection on the offseason here, thinking back to the season, of what went wrong? Uh, I, I think pretty much it's being together. You know, sometimes uh, we try to be heroes uh, by ourselves. Uh, and this is... Uh, team game you know if no just one guy can do everything so except for Tani he can do everything at the same time but <laughs> that's that's pretty much what happened last year we tried to be a hero and everybody was like um, lose focus on what we need to do 
Um, but this year is going to be different. Well, Eloy, what's going to change this year? You got a whole, new, almost a whole new coaching staff, especially on the offensive side. Uh, you know, Nachi, Jose Castro's gone. Chris Johnson's gone. Uh, new first base coach, new third base coach. I think no, I'm sorry, not new first base coach and Jason Bourgeois. So, what do you think is going to change from your side and how they talk to you hitters? Well, let's see because I I, I talked to Marcus, but it's not the same uh, like face to face and being like on the phone, you know. Uh, so let's see what's gonna be, uh, how it's gonna be, and I hope it's going to be good. What what is what what did Marcus say when you talked to him? What what was his what's his message, right? What's his thing that he says? All right, all, I need all of our hitters to do this to be successful as a White Sox. Oh, he just talking about well, to me, he just uh, called me to know uh, to know me to see how how I feel, what I, what I gonna work, what I need to work, uh, and I like it. You know, um, it, it was good. My last thing on this topic, so we talk about the change and everything else. Who's the guy you're going to be leaning on? Who's the leader right now in that clubhouse? I mean, it might even be you. Like, who's that guy that everybody's like, all right, well, we got to lean on this guy for this year and uh, and work our way through? Well, uh, you know, in, uh, in the clubhouse, it's, just, it's not just one leader. Uh, it's it's got to be everybody, but uh, – we're going to talk about it. We've been talking, so um, we're going to figure it out. I don't know exactly right now, but we're going to see. Have you, uh, my next question, have you been keeping up with the Hall of Fame watch? We know Adrian Beltran, a Dominican-born player, is 100% pretty much getting in the Hall of Fame. You want to you talk about him a little bit, and uh, has he ever helped you, or you talked to him about baseball along the way? Well, uh, I saw him. Uh, just outside uh, of the field one time, and um, he gave me good advice, like just keep working hard, uh, be humble, and uh, you know everything's gonna be there if you work hard. Uh, and that's good, you know, when when someone has so much successful and they tell you some things like that, that's help you a lot, and especially when you jump, that you still figure out what you wanna do. Hey, which famous players from your home country have been most helpful to you? Have you been able to spend some time with any guys? Obviously, we're talking about Beltre, but any others that have made a really big impact in your life or in your career or both? Well, uh, I talked with Pujols uh, a couple times. Uh, he helped me. Uh, I talked with uh, Davey one time. And uh, he was pretty much good. He helped me a lot. Uh, and I spent, like, my first year uh, with the Cubs, uh, I spent uh, pretty much half of the extended league uh, with Manny. And he helped me a lot. Oh, Manny Ramirez, right? Back when he was with yeah. the Cubbies? Yeah. When he was, like, player coach, something like that. Yeah. Uh, he, he in the minor uh, leagues, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was my first year in uh, in the uh, United States, and uh, he he helped me a lot. He he showed me how to 
have a one routine. He showed me how to work on teams, and uh, it was good. I have a, a great experience with him. So Eli, I remember oh, – go ahead, AJ. No, I was going to ask. Eli, you know, you mentioned David Ortiz. You mentioned Manny Ramirez. You mentioned Pujols. Who was your guy growing up in the Dominican? Because there's been a ton of great players that have come through the well, Dominican, clearly. Well, those three guys, uh, that was – when I was a kid, I, I watched – those three guys, but my favorite favorite is not from here. Uh, is Miguel Cabrera, and now I'm always say it because he's he's been a great hitter. He's been amazing, uh, and uh, he really helped me too. You know, and that's uh, pretty much. Uh, I I want to say my hero growing up because I saw him like as a role model and. And I, I play against him, and it was like, oh, unbelievable! I'm here with my favorite player, and that was good. I want to take you back to your Manny Ramirez part for a sec. So, when he was player coach, right, in the minor leagues, where he was kind of serving multiple roles there, it really took some young players under his wing. I remember I spoke to him. It was probably that year or around that time period because it wasn't for very long. And I said, how are you teaching them? Everyone's talking about you and saying, you know, you're the guy they're turning to who's really helping them mature and develop on and off the field. And he goes, I'm telling them all the shit that I did wrong. <laughs> and then saying, don't do that. So was that part of the approach? Well, it was like <laughs> – he was nice. He's a little bit crazy, but he, he's nice. <laughs> uh he always tell us uh be early be on time <laughs> that i think he 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 wasn't like really good when he played that's why he tell us you know uh have a routine that is the most important thing and uh be disciplined uh that was the other thing that he showed me a lot that was really good for him in your mind, how important is it to have coaches that are bilingual? Well, it's it's good, you know, because not everybody is comfortable speaking English. Uh, I'm like, I don't I don't mind because I speak English, but you know, for other guys who doesn't speak English, that's pretty much good because they're gonna feel more comfortable and they're gonna understand really what they say. Do you have that role yet? Do you have guys like when you're now back home coming up to you and saying, hey, you know, teach me how I can get to, to where you're at or hey, can I go work out with you? Like right now, I know, you know, in a few minutes after this, you're going to go work out and then hit the field too. Do you go with a group or do you like to kind of train on your own or just with a trainer? No, we, we had a group. Uh, we had a couple guys uh that I train with uh, that are my friend uh, they play uh, two play for Texas uh, one uh, is a free agent right now and uh, and uh, Brian de la Cruz he played for the Martins uh, we all play uh, we all practice together so 
it's, it's been good. They they ask me questions. I answer. I ask them questions, and they answer. It's been good. Uh, we got a group, uh, a good group, that I like uh, be with. Do you guys go to like a local field and hit? Can I come? Can I show up as a fan and watch you guys bang BP or what? Maybe get in there, throw some BP. I'll take some hacks with you guys. Yeah, you can come. Yeah, you can come. <laughs> do, I have to, do I have to shag or can I just hit? You you can do whatever, whatever you like. Okay, all right. I'm just checking. Have you heard, Eli? Have you heard any of the trade rumors about yourself, Dylan Cease? Uh, some of the other guys on the White Sox, and does it affect you at all? You've already been traded once from obviously the Cubs to the White Sox, but some players they affect, some players they don't. So, have you heard any of the trade rumors? I hear about it, uh, but that was like in November. But right now, I don't hear anything about it. Um, and uh, you know, this is a business. Uh, I come from from a trade a long time ago, and. Uh, is they train me, I understand. Uh, I don't like, I don't buy the idea, but if they train me, I know it's because uh, they need something and the other team need, need me. So. Oh, okay. So when you got traded from the Cubs to the White Sox, right? Everyone was super excited. All you've done since then is absolutely crush the Cubs. So as long as you continue to do that, Eli, <laughs> and as long as you're on the White Sox while you do it, we'll always be friends. Be friends. Yeah, yeah. I like I like to play against them, you know. <laughs> good. Yeah. That's to, good. To, to remind them uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Remind them what they're missing. That's what you remind them of. Yeah. Hey, well, I'll, I'll follow on that. So, you know, some guys get traded and they're just super pissed always, right? They, they caught me by surprise, and I'm going to bring it to them. The other side is, like like you're doing maybe, is smiling, just being like, hey, I'm just going to have a good time with it. And for you, obviously, you were you know, a minor league prospect, so it's, it's a little bit different. But is that how you feel with the Cubs? Like, is it, is it something where you're like, hey, I'm going to show them? Or more like, hey, thanks for getting me somewhere else, giving me an opportunity with the White Sox? getting a nice contract, getting to play, getting to show who I am power-wise and everything else in the big leagues? Well, uh, at the beginning when they trade me, I was like, they're going to find out who I am. They're going to find out who I am. That's all they t uh, I tell myself. But after that I'm growing, um, I'm just like play uh, against them. I just enjoy it, you know. And especially I have friends over I still still play there. So I'm always uh talk trash to them and uh and they talk <laughs> trash to me and that and that's good and I like it, you know. Question for you, one of the big like player related topics this week. So Anthony Rendon was on a show and said he thinks that the season should be shorter. Some of the fans wanted to get your thoughts because AJ and Todd yesterday, as former players, both said, nah, I'm good. 162, I get it. How do you feel about the length of the season and anything that you would do to kind of tweak it, if at all? Well, I'm, I'm good with 162, you know. Uh, I just know... No, I agree with uh, nine inning double hitters. You know, all <laughs> day <laughs> <laughs> over, but I'm good with 162. Let me ask you this: You're a guy that's going to work out 
my question to you is, has there been any thought of you, you know, Ronald Cunha goes back to his country and plays, uh, they call it winter ball, you know what I mean, even though it's warm. Have you thought about doing something like that at all? Or are you just like, you know what, I want to stay healthy, I want to train and get bigger and stronger? Uh, you know, I like to play winter ball, and uh, I thought about it, but with all the problems that I had in the past, uh it's hard to me to make that decision sometimes. Uh, I just want to be like work out uh, really good uh, to feel confidence uh, to start the season and finish the season. You know, like I want to, like I want to be. I want to play a full season. So sometimes uh, you playing you playing winter ball. That's the time, and uh, you know work out like you're supposed to sometimes, you know. So, might be next year, might be two years. Who knows? But I, I like to play here. Is there pressure to play? Because obviously you have family and friends and just knowing the teams probably and everyone involved with winter ball. Like, do you get calls and texts and have to communicate with them? Hey, listen, I'll, I'll do it eventually. Yes, yes. Uh couple times yes uh especially for my family they ask me a lot hey when are you gonna play when when is gonna be when i want to see you play and uh, i just tell them um soon soon because i don't want to tell them i'm not gonna play but uh sometimes uh it's it's a little bit hard to say <laughs> to say no because uh pretty much my family uh, they don't have visa to come to the United States, so they rather watch me play here. <laughs> so well, I already tell them that I, I need to work out, and they understand. But it's just it, it's a little bit pressure sometimes. All right, what's your team down there? What, what's your team in Dominican? Who, who do you play for? Escogido. Oh, okay. Did they need you this year? Could they use you this year? They they call me, but like I say, I, I have to work out first. And then if I feel I, that I have to play, I play. But this year, is, it's, it's going to be uh, – it, it will be good. So I have to work out first and play. 40 homers this year. We're counting on you. 40. (laughs) (laughs) I have have a question, though, on what you said with some fam and friends that unfortunately can't get over to watch you because of visa issues. How tough is that for them to not be able to see you in person? I'm I'm sure they can catch you on TV and clips online and everything else. But how difficult is it for them to not be able to see you in person? And is there, you know, any way that you um, actively are trying to get some of them to be able to at least get over for a little bit of time to watch you for some games. You know, every year in the big leagues, right? We always show those clips when it's like so-and-so's parents for the first time get to come over and watch them play. And, you know, it's some of the great stories that we get every year in baseball. Well, it's, it's a little bit hard. Uh, sometimes uh, my family, they, they ask me, uh, how we can uh, work on the visa and all that, but I can't. Like 
sometimes I can't help them. Uh, but uh, that's why I like to play here because uh, so I show them that I that I care about them and you know. Uh, but sometimes it's it's a little bit hard. Here's a fun one for you. Career stats for you. Zero stolen bases. What? Hey, so forget about the home runs. I don't even want you to get 40. I don't want you touching 40. <laughs> I need I need one stolen base this year out of you, man. Can you promise me a stolen base? Yeah, yeah. I will. <laughs> All right. I will. That's I had will. to be a, a combo, right? Have, have you joked around about it or have any teammates given you shit for it? And you go up to a coach like, yo, give me the green light one time. Like, you got to find someone who, who, who's like the slowest to the plate right now in the big. Well, he's, he's got to get it where it's first and third. He's on first and they don't even throw to second base so he can get the easy. Like double steal action? Yeah. No, I, had not a, even that. I had a one of 10 last year in Atlanta and uh bone swing. And, and that was the only attempt that I had. <laughs> but right. I, I talked to Pedro a lot. Uh, uh, our skip, and uh, he said, "No, uh, he doubles and homers, and that's it." <laughs> love it. You got a sneak it. attack. Just sneak attack him one time. As long as you make it, Pedro's not going to say anything. Just to make it. You got to make sure you make it. Yeah, I right. Will. Just be on. You know, you know. The problem was you had Daryl Boston at first. He's always telling you don't oh, go. Man. New first base coach Jason Bourgeois. He's going to be like, go, go. He's going to be in your ears and be like, hey. This guy's 1.12, 1.9 to the plate. You can get him. Go. Just go. Just go. Go. <laughs> and when he says go, don't be scared. Just go. Okay. At least one this year. At least one. Yeah. Yes. I need one. Thank you. Know, yes. Yeah, we will, you. We will have a party for you. 40 okay. Bring him on right after. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll do a toast right after the whole deal. Well, it was great to see you. You know, we hadn't seen you this offseason. Great to catch up with you. Go crush a workout right now, and uh, we'll see you in spring training. Yeah, there you go. Hey, let's go. Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's oh, go. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I see love it. See you. Cheers. See you soon, Alay. Happy New Year. See Happy New oh, Year. AJ. Wait, what? Oh, oh, oh wait, what? shit. Merry Sorry. Christmas, Eloy. It, it just came out. Happy, <laughs> Halloween. Happy Halloween. So, Todd, you'll love this story. One so – when I was doing fan stuff for the White Sox, uh, it was like a couple years ago now. They take you around to like suites to meet people. Mm-hmm. And they took me into this suite and it was like these random people. And they all had Eloy Jimenez jerseys on. I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. And they introduced you, you know, who you are. And then we walk out and the lady goes, oops, sorry, that was the wrong suite. We're on the wrong floor. Those were Eloy's, Eloy's family, his parents. And everybody else. I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. They're probably looking at me like, who the hell is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Why do they keep bringing me these weird-looking dudes? Was, they're like, oh, sorry, you were in the wrong suite. We messed up. They were great. They were awesome, though. They were great uh, people. They were smiling. They were happy as could be. Uh, but it was just funny that it was his parents. They're probably like, yeah, I, I yeah. ordered a burger and fries. I, I didn't order a World Series winning catcher, yeah, but no. sure, okay, come on Luckily, down. there was no. a picture of me on the wall, and I was like, that's me over there. In case you didn't know, that's me, the little one. <laughs> Captain Callum, that's I'm funny. not a rando.